don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Hey y'all, it's your girl Kristen Joy. And we are back for the Party of One podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in to last week's episode. I truly, truly appreciate the support and the love. So how have you guys been? Like, have you been eating correctly? Have you been drinking your water, working out, staying on budget? Your girl has not been drinking her water. I'm going to do better this week, though. I am. I have not been eating right. I have been eating carbs. After my tonsil surgery, I had to eat like soft foods, which was typically like a lot of carbs, like breads and pastas and things like that, which I love. And at the beginning of the year, like I had cut back on carbs. And at one point in time, I took them completely out of my diet. And then I kind of worked my way back into eating a healthy amount of carbs. So now I am definitely not eating a healthy amount of carbs. Carbs actually bloat me. So I notice a difference immediately like when I eat it and I know I should not be eating this, but like I said, I love carbs. So that is my kryptonite. I'm going to do better this week. So I have decided that I'm going to cut carbs out again, go cold turkey. And then when I am better, and recovered. I can add some of the carbs back in. So we'll see how that goes. As far as working out, I have been working out. I was finally released last week to exercise and I was so excited. I go back into the gym and I don't even know who I thought I was at all. I had not been in the gym for two months. My body is still recovering, which the doctor tells me all the time. My body's still recovering, but I did not care. And I went in that gym like I was an Olympic athlete. And I was quickly humbled to be reminded that my name is Kristen Joy, not Usain Bolt. So uh, with that being said, I was extremely sore and died halfway through the workout. And yes, I have been feeling it ever since. But I... I am going to be going consistently again. I did go to yoga on Saturday, which was nice. I I don't personally like yoga, but I love hot yoga. And yes, there's a difference. I feel like yoga is just stretching, but like hot yoga is a workout. And hot yoga was really good. It kind of helped with my soreness. And then you also feel like you're getting a workout. So that was nice. So this week I will be in the gym consistently. And I'll let y'all know how that goes next week. This week, we also have youth camp. I mentor youth at my church. So we have a youth camp this weekend. So I'm super excited about that. So that will definitely be a form of exercise all in itself, spiritually and physically. I'll let you know how that goes as well. As far as my budget goes, it is still non-existent, but it too shall pass. Okay, I'm going to get a budget and everything's going to be great. So I'll let you know when that happens too. I got a lot to update y'all on, apparently. So now let's go ahead and get started. Let's get into 
What's on the menu? So most of you know, those who do not know, what's on the menu is just simply about the topic that we'll be discussing today for our episode. So today's topic will be growth and uncomfort. So what's very interesting for me is by the end of 2019, I will be an expert in this topic. God told me in 2018 that this year will be a year of uncomfortability for me. And I was like, okay, like, all right, I'll be uncomfortable. You'll ask me to do like a couple more tasks and I'll be uncomfortable, but it'll be fine. Like I'll make it. And then 2019 hit and my expectation of uncomfortable was not the uncomfortable that I got. So literally every time something happens, I'm always like reminded, like, are you uncomfortable in this situation or are you uncomfortable? Half the time I'm like, I'm comfortable. So let's just chill. Like everybody relax. Everything's going to be okay. But like I said, knowing this season that I'm supposed to be in, I always know that when there's a form of comfortability, there's most likely needing to be a shift for myself. When I decided to do the topic on this, I feel like a lot of times we feel so overwhelmed or we feel like everything's over our heads. Like we feel that we're drowning essentially in all of our responsibilities and just life in general. But a lot of times we don't really stop to really analyze the situation that we're in. We don't stop to figure out Why am I in this situation? What can I learn from this situation? Yes, it's uncomfortable. And in uncomfortability, we typically don't like it. Being uncomfortable, it usually causes pain, discomfort. It's not pleasant. Let's say that. And so as humans, we really try to, our bodies even do it as well. When we're in pain, we typically shut, our bodies will shut down to kind of cope with that pain. And so we as humans, we do that as well, consciously and subconsciously. When we're in a situation where we feel uncomfortable, we're looking to figure out like, okay, where's the closest exit? How can I remove myself from the situation? Is there anybody that I know here? You're instantly looking for comfort in every situation. And the reality of the uncomfortability is that when it's time for us to grow, then comes growing pains with the growth. So in everything in life, whenever you think of growth, we typically just think of the end result and we think of, oh, it's bigger, it's larger, it's greater. But we don't think of the process that it took from it to grow from that small little egg into a full-grown chicken. And so we don't think of the different processes that it takes for us to really grow and develop. We'll be in situations like I typically think about school when I think of like levels and you're in one grade and let's say you're in first grade and first grade can either be easy for you or it could be difficult. But everybody knows that when you go into second grade, there's going to be some form of uncomfort until you get used to it. The uncomfortability can last for a couple of days or it can last the entire school year. But everyone knows that with that next level comes more responsibility, comes either different people or different personalities as people evolve. It comes higher expectations from people around you, your authority figures. 
with growth, with new levels comes a lot of added pressures and a lot of additives. And so a lot of times we, like I said, we're just not having the correct expectation or sometimes we don't have expectation at all and we just feel as though once I finish this season I should be either a done or b the next one shouldn't be as difficult but we don't think like the last one was more difficult than the one before for a reason and so we have to remind ourselves that the growth comes with a certain level of weight and with that weight comes pressure. So pressure can either crush you or it can create you. And if you decide that you're going to allow the pressure to crush you into dust, then that is your choice and that is you succumbing to the pressure. But if you decide I'm going to allow this pressure to create me, it can create you into a diamond. And when we look at diamonds, we think, Oh, this is the most precious stone in the world and it's one of the most expensive stones out there, which is true, but we never look at the diamond and think, what process did it take for you to get here? What process did it take for you to get to be the most expensive diamond, to be the most expensive stone or the most valued or precious one? So in this season of uncomfortability, really dig deep, change your view, Figure out what your lesson is in this situation and how the pressure is going to affect you. Are you going to allow it to crush you or you're going to allow it to create you? Do you want to be dust or do you want to be a diamond? The choice is ultimately ours. So we just have to decide what we want our outcome to be and how we're going to get there. And so next time you're in your season of uncomfortability, really take that time and figure out, do I want to be dust or do I want to be a diamond? And from there, you just grow, blossom into whatever you decide to be. So that's all we got on the menu today. So now it is time for table talk. Table talk is just time where we will have a discussion as a family at the dinner table and we will discuss different topics or different conversations that has been submitted to my DMs and that people will like advice for. So we have two conversations today. So the first conversation today is how to deal with church hurt. Um, it's a very broad question, but I think it's a very specific answer. So church hurt is real. And for me, I feel that it's all in how you handle it. Yes, you can be hurt by the church. But one thing that I think is extremely important is that you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. So yes, the church may have hurt you, but that was just one church. Someone could have hurt you and it could be very valid that you were hurt and the reason why you were hurt. But also make sure that the offense that you're taking, assess the offense and make sure that whatever you're offended by, that you have in check on your own. So if you're offended by someone saying you talk too much, if you genuinely talk too much, like you talk too much. So just change the way that you're talking and don't speak from a sense of nonsense, but speak from a sense of education and knowledge. You don't have to change how much you talk, just change the effectiveness of your talking, if that makes sense. I feel that with church hurt, like we just have to figure out the reason why we were hurt. Definitely take time to heal from the situation, but I would say don't run away from church or 
Christ all together. So just make sure that, like I said, you're not throwing out the baby with the bathwater and the church that you could have been at could not have been the church that you were supposed to be at. You could have learned what you needed to learn. So I would just say that with church hurt, don't judge it to every church and don't just judge it to God in general. Because at the end of the day, the church is just people and people make mistakes and people have choices and God gave us free will. So the people that hurt you, don't allow them to continue to do damage to your life by removing you completely from God or completely from the church. So I hope that answers your question. Um, I don't know your specific situation by you asking the question, though, I do feel like you want to heal from the situation And I pray that you will heal and that you will find the church and the family that is the best fit for you. So our next conversation is how do I set boundaries? How does a yes sayer say no? For me, from going through that experience and I'm still there in some areas, I would just say that for as far as a yes sayer saying no, you just have to place value on different things. So once you value, say if you're overextending yourself and you may not have anything to do, but you saying yes to a certain task, it will cause you to put yourself in a hardship. Then that's when you have to decide what you value more. If you value pleasing this person or you value pleasing yourself. So for setting boundaries, One thing that I now stress is placing your friends and people in your life in categories. And like I said, I used to be a person who did not have those boundaries and everyone had access. And from that, I had a lot of frustration and a lot of heartache and just a lot of just unnecessary drama. I remember having a conversation with my brother and asking him like how do you do it? Like you don't ever have this like stress that I have. Like I am out here doing the most clearly. So what am I doing wrong? And his answer was just like Kristen you need to put people in categories. At the time I did not fully understand what he was saying because like I said I wasn't that type of person. Everybody is in one category and everyone's great. Now I understand exactly what he's saying and I'm a firm believer of it as well. So with placing your friends, your family in categories, it's simply putting them in a place where both parties can succeed. In the different categories, you have different expectations. So I have a different expectation for my sister than I have for my friend. And that's just because of the category that you're in. With that, and placing people in categories is simply just making boundaries. It's placing a line that says, here is your line. Here's your box that you will be in. I won't allow you to cross it. When I would explain this to some people, they would not understand as far as how the other person will feel or how the other person would view it. But honestly, it just boils down to you never have to have a conversation with the other party because it's a boundary and it's a category for yourself. 
And so me placing you in this category says, I'm only going to have this level of expectation for you. And what that then does is then takes the frustration out of the relationship because I'm now not expecting you to do something that you were not placed in my life to do or that you don't have the capacity to do. So placing people in categories placing boundaries, it really sets your relationships up for success. And this is something that has tremendously helped my future and um, my present. And I will continue to have those categories and have those level of expectations for people. And they will grow and evolve. Sometimes your expectations need to be lowered and sometimes your expectations need to be higher. Assess your relationship and make sure that the correct boundaries are in place. So I would just encourage you to really assess yourself, assess the relationships that you have and figure out how you can say no. I hope that this conversation helped you and I hope that you will begin to set those boundaries because they are extremely vital for your life. Honestly, they really are. So if you guys have anything that you would like to add, definitely feel free to DM me. Just add your two cents. So make sure you send me any DMs that you may have for a conversation that you would like to discuss because I'm always available. So now it is time for our sweet treat. Sweet treat is just a little nugget that I got when I was spending time with God that I wanted to bring to my community to share. So this week's sweet treat is we harvest what we plant. And it is very simple, very easy, but very powerful nonetheless. The Bible says you reap what you sow. And a lot of times we believe that we either A, don't have to put the work in, or B, we'll just plant whatever we want to grow, and they'll just grow. And planting is an ongoing process. So you have to continue to plant and to nourish and to garden your dreams, your goals, whatever seed that you planted. If you don't take care of your plant when it harvests, you will be the person who is responsible for the type of fruit that is harvested. So if you decide that you're going to plant your seed and you're not going to water it, you're not going to put in the time and the nourishment that it needs to grow, then you're saying that you're okay with whatever harvest you get at the end. But make sure that whatever you're placing into the ground that not only are you ready to tend to your garden, but you are also ready to reap what you sow and harvest what you plant. So the question that I'm going to leave you with today is what are you planting and what will be your harvest? Will you harvest organic fruit that you can sell at the farmer's market or will you be harvesting soiled rotten fruit that you have to throw away and start over again? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you received something from today and that you will be able to take something with you 
Thanks so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, you tell a friend and don't forget, be bold, be exclusive and be enough. Well, if I listen to you and everything you put in my ear, I'll be living like, shut up, shut up, cut up, I'll be paralyzed by fear. Huh, ain't that the truth? If I quit, the only way I lose, I got two choices when I do this. Make moves or make excuses. Huh? If you know who I'm talking about, then you got me. My biggest enemy is me, and even I 